Before we start, I just want to let everyone know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. You need to go to rockauto.com. Okay, they have all the parts you need for your car or truck. And when you're done, when you're just oogling and ogling the the gloriousness that is rockauto.com, you're going to go to the how did you hear about us section and you're going to write in locked on podcast to let them know that we sent you. All right, let's get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about last night's Detroit Tigers victory, a 4-3 win against the Kansas City Royals in their second home game. A fun game to watch, an exciting game with some real positive developments, especially in terms of the pitching and this offense, which continues to pop some home runs. In the second segment, we're going to preview tonight's pitching matchup and talk about what the Tigers are going to need to do to move to 4-2 and two on the season. But we're going to start with last night's game, like I said, a 4-3 victory against the Kansas City Royals starting for the Detroit Tigers was Ronnie Garcia. Ronnie Garcia, a Rule 5 pick. I Forgive me, I completely forgot about the Rule 5 draft. I forgot that we took him this year. I know in the last couple years, and very often this is the case with teams that know they're going to be bad, they take a chance in the Rule 5 draft. A couple years ago, Victor Reyes was the guy. Last year, it was Reed Garrett, uh, who we got from the Rangers organization, ultimately was sent down, never to be heard from. Again, sent back to the Rangers organization. For people who don't know, the Rule 5 draft is a draft that, it's, it's a very strange rule. Essentially, if a guy is in the minor leagues for... X amount of seasons, I think it's four or five, he becomes eligible for the Rule 5 draft, meaning that any team in that particular draft can select them, but the stipulation is they have to play on your major league roster all season or you send them back to the team that they were originally a part of, meaning that if Ronnie Garcia were to not pitch well and the Tigers were to send him back, he would return to the New York Yankees organization where he's pitched over his last several years in the minor leagues. Ronnie Garcia, a 22-year-old right-handed pitcher. I look at his minor league numbers. I mean, the record isn't good, but we know how that is with with starting pitchers. Record does not always reflect a pitcher's effectiveness. The, The numbers aren't terrible. You know, all minor league seasons, 13 and 30 with a 3-5-0 ERA in 72 starts, career strikeouts per nine of 7.9 innings. And you watched him last night, three innings, three earned runs, only runs he allowed coming off of Whit Merrifield's three-run home run. Whit Merrifield, I I told you this guy's unbelievable, and he has become the ultimate Tiger killer over the last several seasons. Incredible bat-to-ball skills, and he just continues to to pound Tigers pitching. But you watched Ronnie Garcia pitch yesterday. It It was immediately apparent why the Tigers... Uh, decided to go with him in the Rule 5 draft, and it was immediately apparent why he's probably been so-so in the minor leagues so far and why he was probably going to be a guy who wasn't going to see a major league roster for a long time. The stuff isn't terrible. The fastball's fine. I think we saw it peak around 94. Slider was obviously his put-away pitch, but not even any semblance of a third pitch. And that two-pitch mix, you need overwhelmingly good stuff if you're going to make that work as a starter. So stuff was okay, you know, like, especially with a team that's as subpar as the Detroit Tigers. I have no problem with taking a chance on a Roll 5 guy. They seem to believe they really got something with Victor Reyes. I'm still very skeptical about that, but hey, take a chance on him. 
It was his first major league start yesterday, and hey, you know what? His team won the game, so not uh, not not a total failure by any means. The Tigers, after falling behind three nothing, would bounce back in the bottom of the third inning. Jonathan Scope would hit his first home run as a member of the Detroit Tigers, a mammoth home run yesterday, 109 miles per hour off the bat with a launch angle of 24 degrees and a distance of 442 feet to the deepest part of the ballpark in straightaway center. Hey, that's why they signed him. Jonathan Scope, pretty consistent bat throughout his entire career, has the ability to hit for power, and then a few batters later, Kristen Stewart with a much, much needed two-run home run to left center field to put the Tigers up for good. The bullpen would hold it down. I'll talk about them in a second, but that was, like I said, a, a huge moment for Kristen Stewart. I mean, I I know that early in the season, especially, and especially in a season that is so short, you're going to see a lot of people jumping to conclusions, you know, jumping into things very quickly, but I, I don't think I'm over-exaggerating when I talk about how important that home run was for Kristen Stewart. This was a guy we've talked about him quite a bit on here, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reiterate a ton, but I think he feels the pressure with the way last season went and the fact that this outfield is crowded and, and the way things have gone early this season, Jacoby Jones looks pretty good out in center field and with the bat, he's guaranteed an everyday spot. Cameron Maben's a veteran. He had a nice little day yesterday. He's pretty much guaranteed an everyday spot. Then you have Victor Reyes fighting for a position. You have Kristen Stewart fighting for a position. You have Travis Demerit, who at any point soon, uh, once somebody you know falters, will probably get the call up here. The Tigers, I think, still believe they have something with him. Stewart needed to get going, and his first series of the season against the Reds was legitimately awful. I mean, he was barely even making contact. Sometimes I say that guys are making soft contact. He wasn't making contact. He was striking out all the time, not seeing the ball well. That was a huge moment for him yesterday, and hopefully it will be the beginning of uh, of something of something good for him. You know, he really needs to get going if he wants to save his career. I mean, it's it's early on in his tenure with the Tigers, but I don't think I'm really over exaggerating saying that he's he's on the verge of playing himself out of the future with the way he hit last season and the beginning of this season. A, a very important moment for Kristen Stewart yesterday. Hopefully, he can build off of it. But the story in yesterday's game was the bullpen. You know, after Ronnie Garcia went those three innings, the bullpen went six scoreless frames. When's the last time a Tigers bullpen did that? Pretty rare stuff, and they all looked good. Tyler Alexander, two innings, two hits, two strikeouts. Jose Cisnero, one, two, three with one strikeout. Gregory Soto, one, two, three with two strikeouts. We'll talk about him in a second. Buck Farmer, one, two, three. And then Joe Jimenez went one, two, three. Uh, almost didn't because of that uh, hilarious blooper folly that turned out to be an out for the Tigers there in the bottom of the ninth. CJ Crone drops an easy pop fly and then they end up turning it into an out. I won't talk about all these guys individually, but I will hone in on two guys. I'll start with Tyler Alexander. Look, he was called up a season ago after pitching some really bad baseball in AAA and I think they actually were a bit surprised by his production. Now, I'm not going to act like he was particularly good last season. He wasn't. 1-4 with a 4-8-6 ERA. But I think they believe as a reliever, they may have potentially found something. I will say this, because I remember last season thinking that, in general, he he was kind of like Ryan Carpenter light. Like, he wasn't as bad, but the stuff just, in general, looked fairly flat to me. It looks better this season so far, and... 
And I think he found his put-away pitch, at least at the major league level, and that's that changeup. He is a pitch-for-contact guy, only 7.5 strikeouts per nine innings in the minor leagues. But I think a lot of people get it twisted that just because someone is a pitch-for-contact guy doesn't mean that they don't have a put-away pitch. The fact is, every pitcher at the major league level, if they want to pitch at the major league level in 2020, needs a put-away pitch. You know, like when you think of the major pitch for contact guys in baseball, I mean, they're far and few between at this point nowadays. But like the first one that comes to mind to me is Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks has a devastating changeup that he can strike guys out with. Tyler Alexander needs to find that pitch if he wants to produce at the major league level. Changeup looked good yesterday. I believe he got both of his strikeouts on that off-speed offering. And then the other big star yesterday and so far this season, Gregory Soto. I mean, an unbelievable inning yesterday, picking up right where he left off in Cincinnati. Heater at 98, 99 miles per hour. Slider looked pretty sharp. Kind of got away with one that he left up to uh, Alex Gordon in his final pitch of the day. But the thing is, when your fastball is that electric and when you're hitting your spots with that fastball, you can't afford to get away with a few misses with your off-speed stuff. And he did yesterday. I think he looks absolutely fantastic. And I'm already getting a fair amount of tweets saying that this guy should be the closer. People saying that this guy is the closer of the future. And you know what? He has the stuff for it. I... I Talked a lot of crap about him last year just because it was another prime example of one of these just let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks pitchers that the Tigers went with a season ago. They also completely mismanaged him a season ago. They called him up from double A when he probably wasn't ready. They were doing crazy stuff like they were starting him on three days rest like just totally irresponsible stuff and it speaks to was something that just frustrates me about this organization where it's not just the wins and losses that get to you. It's just the general what-the-hell-are-you-thinking-ness of some of their decisions, especially when dealing with their young pitchers. But he seems to have bounced back from that, and the stuff is as sharp as anyone in this bullpen. A great, great sign to see Gregory Soto pitching well. They could really have something with him if his command continues to be as sharp as it is with that fastball. And Joe Jimenez yesterday, I thought, looked the best we've seen him in his three outings this year. Slider was a lot sharper. You know, I've complained a bit about his his heater before, and I'll continue to because I don't think it's nearly as electric as some people were making it out to be when he was dominating in the minor leagues. But the fact is, if he's peaking at 95, 96, that's doable if his off-speed stuff is good. But I think that his slider in the first couple outings this season generally looked pretty flat. I thought yesterday it looked sharper than we've seen it all year, and it looked as good as we've seen it when he was pitching his best, you know, in the first half of the 2018 season. So, look, a, a solid victory. For our Detroit Tigers, when I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about where this power is coming from, first off, and what what that means for the organization, seeing all these home runs, seeing all these balls fly out of the park. Is it here to stay? We'll discuss that in the second segment and preview tonight's pitching matchup, a battle of two lefties, Danny Duffy versus Matthew Boyd. We will be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And we're back. So at the end of the first segment, I teased that I would talk about uh, the home runs the Tigers have hit so far in 2020. They've, They've hit 10 already through five games it took them 19 games to do that a season ago what does this mean exactly for the team well for one it means so far the signings have been pretty good you got scope and crone for those exact reasons you those are two guys who have pop who can hit for power who can hit home runs I think what it symbolizes to me is the Detroit Tigers. I'm not. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I'm not a wizard of knowledge when it comes to understanding the art of hitting. But I think what it symbolizes to me is the Tigers firmly understanding that we finally live in the 21st century in terms of baseball. I think Lloyd McClendon, and I know I bring him up a lot, but I just, I just don't think he was very good, or nor was he doing this team any favors. I think he had a very archaic way of looking at hitting. You know, you got to get on top of the ball, choke up on the bat when you have two strikes. The fact is there's no such thing as a two strike approach anymore in major league baseball. It is about launch angle. It is about exit velocity. It is about, you know, hitting line drives and getting the ball in the air that the whole notion of, you know, you got to hit, you know, sharp ground balls, sharp line drives. That's all changed. That That's not how the game of baseball is won anymore. That's not how it's played anymore. That's not how hitters approach the play anymore. You remember that great video a couple years ago where Josh Donaldson was demonstrating hitting on Major League Baseball Network, and he just flat out said, any coach that tells you to get on top of the ball, don't listen to him. He's right, and that's the way a lot of hitters look at Major League Baseball, but it's not the way that the Tigers have looked at it for several years, but I think with Joe Vavra now at the helm as a hitting coach, I think approaches in general have changed, and it will lead to more strikeouts, but it will also lead to a lot more home runs, and I'm fine with strikeouts, and that's a generational thing, because like my dad, when he sees a guy strike out three times in a game, is just disgusted, he just thinks it's the, he just thinks it's the worst thing ever, the fact is, a, a weak ground ball to first base for an out, and a swing and a miss strikeout, are both, they're both one out, 
Like, I think in general, people need to rid the no- get rid of the notion that a strikeout is such an awful thing or that bad hitters strike out. That's not the case anymore. Yes, you, you still have a Jose Altuve or an Anthony Rizzo. You know, like one of these really professional hitters who walks a lot and strikes out a lot. Mike Trout has developed into that over his time. But for the most part, the big heavy hitters, John Carlo, Jorge Soler, the guys who are going to hit 40, 45 home runs a year in a 162-game season, they're going to strike out a lot too. And I think the Tigers as a team, as an organization, are finally coming to terms with that. And it will lead to a lot of Ks. But you know what the alternative is? It's last year's team. A team that was so focused on making sure you put the ball in play that you forget that the point of the game is to actually barrel pitches up and to hit line drives and to hit fly balls. Just simply putting the ball in play or having a good approach at the plate isn't enough anymore. And I think, I hope, that the organization has finally realized that. This is going to be a long podcast. I did not expect this, but whatever. Moving on, tonight's pitching matchup. A battle of two lefties. You have Danny Duffy for the Kansas City Royals. Danny Duffy's been in this organization for a long time. 60-62 and 62 in his career, 398. ERA last season in 23 starts, put up a 7-6 and six record with a 4-3-4 ERA. Started on opening day this year, only went 4 and a third, gave up 3 hits and 2 earned runs. He's 8-10 career with a 4-5-9 ERA against the Tigers throughout his tenure in the major leagues, including 5-3 with a 4.06 ERA at Comerica. On the mound for the Tigers, you have Matt Boyd hoping to bounce back from a very disappointing opening day start. The Royals have been a thorn in his side throughout his entire career. In his career, 5-9 and nine with a 6-4-6 ERA against the Kansas City Royals last year in what many considered his best season in the major leagues. He still struggled 2-2 two and two with a 6 ERA and 5 starts against Kansas City last year. I remember several starts in the second half. Uh, they rocked him pretty hard. Maybe not the team he wants to see as he attempts to bounce back from his rough first outing. The key for Boyd against the Royals, it's the same as it is in every start. Avoid constantly going to the inner part of the plate against right-handed hitters and control that slider. When he does that, he gets a lot of swings and misses. He gets a lot of strikeouts and his fastball becomes even more lethal if he's locating his off-speed stuff. He'll have to do that if the Tigers want to win their second game of this four-game set here against the Kansas City Royals. Should be a good one. I do expect Boyd to bounce back. I do think he'll be better in his second outing, those command issues that he had in his first start, I think nerves had a lot to do with that. I mean, how rare is it that you see Matt Boyd starting a game by hitting two of the first four batters with his slider? I don't think we're going to see that in this game, his first home start of the season. It would be really nice to see him bounce back and for the Tigers to continue this this slight little run of success that they've had early on in this season. So I'll be right back here tomorrow to talk about that. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I've gotten a lot more positive feedback over the last several days. Thank you so much for that. It really does mean a lot. It was difficult putting out content there for a while, but now that baseball season, at least for the time being, is back in full swing, uh, I'm really enjoying doing this, and uh, I can hope to keep the train rolling and continue to put out the best content that I can. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.